This is the Worldview All of Life podcast with Daniel Lundstedt. This is the first episode of the podcast, and it's going to be unlike the majority of episodes in this podcast, wherein I'm going to be the only one speaking. <laughs> um, so hopefully for you and for me, uh, again, this will be a unique episode in that, again, I'm going to be the only one speaking. So... This is going to be a two-part episode. Where the first uh, part is going to be explaining a little bit about the podcast, what the goal of the podcast is, why I'm making a podcast, questions of that nature, and hopefully answers. And then the second part is going to be a kind of laying down a foundation for this podcast. And, and that foundation is going to come out of the first chapter of an excellent book, um, or rather a compilation of lectures by Dr. Glenn Martin. Uh, the book is called Prevailing Worldviews, uh, with the subtitle of Western Society Since the Year 1500. Uh, again, it's a compilation of lectures uh, published posthumously by Dr. Glenn Martin, who was a lecturer at Indiana Wesleyan University. Not necessarily a very well-known um, intellectual, but uh, his book greatly influenced me and... Um, was almost kind of my uh, the first stone of of many st- stepping stones uh, in this kind of uh, burgeoning intellectual journey that I'm that I'm on, shall we say? So, and and it very much gave me a excellent introduction to what a worldview is and to how to approach these big questions that we're going to be addressing in this podcast. But let me re restep back a little bit. So, so again, this podcast is going to be this first episode is going to be. Divided into two parts, we're going to have a, a, a little bit of preview, which you've kind of already done, and then we're going to kind of go through this chapter, and we're going to go through what, what are the main elements of a worldview through, through the lens of Dr. Martin's worldview. But anyways, uh, the purpose of this podcast uh, is quite simply to learn and to pursue truth and to mainly, primarily understand why we think the way we do who influences our thought and how do we approach life and to kind of reevaluate these things almost critically in a sense and I don't really like this word because of certain connotations that it has especially in Christian circles but almost deconstruct our thought in a sense uh, because I believe in this present age in the in the present zeitgeist, Many of us don't realize that we have certain thinking patterns, that we've been affected by certain thinkers, uh, whether dead or alive, and almost our brains are held captive in a sense. And the goal of this is to free everybody, myself included, from some of the, these holds, that these intellectual holds that are on us. Um, I don't want to be captive to the spirit of the age. I don't want to be or captive to past spirit of the ages. I want to be a critical thinker. I want to um, pursue truth properly. And and coming from my own biblical Christian worldview, I want to um, be able to interpret the world through that lens properly. So that's kind of the goal. Uh, a little bit. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit ambiguous and uh, obsc- and obscure at the moment, but, but hopefully uh, I'll be able to elucidate it a little bit better. Um, and once we kind of get the foundation of the worldview, that, that will make a little bit more sense. But so, yeah, that's kind of the goal. And, and, and how we're going to achieve that goal is through 
primarily discourse and dialogue and learning from other people's worldviews and how other people approach the world and and all these things and learning about various systems of thought um Mainly, we're going to be focusing in the realm of philosophy, but we're also going to touch on other things, um, theology, uh, psychology, some of these other social sciences that, that in my opinion, I, the one thing that I hate in our present world is, is how we've just absolutely dichotomized and divided some of most of these 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 disciplines they're all so they're all kind of caught up in their own little world like you're either a, you're a sociologist you're a psychologist you're a, uh, a woman study like they're, they're everything so divided when in reality if one one's worldview which we're obviously going to talk about a little later what a worldview is informs all of these things and a lot of these things overlap, and obviously, as humans, we we like to make sense of phenomena by by giving by labeling it and and giving it names and putting it in boxes, and it helps us understand the world better. So that's not inherently a bad thing, but overall, some of the how these disciplines are, are separated is kind of annoying sometimes. But again, I apologize for the side. And for those of you who know me, uh, I do kind of tend to get off track a lot of times and then I kind of have these long tangents, which will probably become uh, a major uh, indicative of this specific podcast, knowing that it, that's mine and the fact that I have to go on these, these massive tangents and rants. But anyways, and I'm doing it again, as you see. But let's rewind here for a second. So that's, again, kind of the goal of the podcast is to understand, to put, put simply, to understand why we think the way we do. And therefore, to ultimately change the world. And I know that's a very cliche saying, oh, I want to change the world. But because I, when, when you get down to reality, and this is something that Dr. Martin addresses, there are very few people who actually, quote unquote, change the world. Uh, he, he puts it in, in a more eloquent and terms there are very few people who are prime movers in the affairs of men. And he only defines the people who do this in one specific and quite elementary manner. That is, the people who are these prime movers in the affairs of men are those who know what they believe and why they believe it and know what they don't believe and why they don't believe it. A, a lot of people know, at least ostensibly, what they believe and what they don't believe. At least they think they do. But arguably, the majority of people can't necessarily articulate why they be don't believe a certain thing or why they do believe a certain thing. And again, that's a, kind of the goal of this podcast. And for my own self too, there's a lot of things in my own worldview that I, I struggle to explain. I'm like, I believe this, but I'm not necessarily sure why. And I, there's a lot of caveats to this, and I'm going to just cover them very, very quickly. Obviously, there are certain things that are uh, arguably self-evident or intuitive. They're, therefore, kind of assumptions that we have that we can't even necessarily explain why we have them. So, so that that's not necessarily. So we're not including those. Like there's certain assumptions that that people have that aren't even that you don't necessarily even have evidence for. They're almost self-evident. But that in in and of itself is a, is a philosophical position. Um, 
but I'm kind of giving getting ahead of myself here. Uh, we'll cover a lot of that later. We're going to talk about Lewis's abolition of man. Uh, we're going to talk about the is ought problem, uh, kind of getting into ethics. But again, getting ahead of myself. Going to take a couple of steps back here. Another caveat to this is is obviously knowing what you believe in why, knowing what you don't believe in why is important. But uh, and and therefore having a comprehensive and thorough worldview, obviously extraordinarily important. But Another caveat is obviously we're human. We have limited, limited finite cognitive abilities, limited capacity uh, to contain knowledge. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, So therefore, this worldview, what we know, what we believe, what we don't believe, uh, what we, excuse me, what we believe and don't believe and why and such and such. Is going to continually being grow. It's going to continually grow, continually being re, re, refined. Um, but I think what Dr. Martin is talking about is the key aspects of what you. And these key aspects are what we're going to talk about in the next section of this podcast. The next section being we're going to go over what a worldview is. And some of you, if you've been listening this far, you, you've realized that I haven't really gotten to that part yet. But we. We'll get to it very soon, and um, that's going to be the next section of the podcast. So in other words, the goal of this podcast, to recap, is to learn and to change the world. And I'm using simple terms, but it's hopefully going to leave an impact. And how we're going to do is we're going to talk to people, we're going to have conversations, and I want your feedback. If you want to come on the show and talk about a worldview, That'd be awesome. Like I'm looking for, I already have some people lined up, I hope. Um, uh, and it's going to be fascinating. We're gonna have some great conversations, but yeah, the, the whole goal of this is to dialogue and, and, and in a Socratic manner to ask questions, to, to unearth greater truths, to refine one's worldview. Um, and obviously I'm coming from a biblical, I'm going to just, uh, full disclosure, I'm, I am coming from a biblical Christian worldview. And I'm hoping to refine that. And and, and my the, some of the tensions I've had in my life is is having this biblical Christian worldview. And and how am I to come at the world with that? In other words, like how am I to approach the world given my worldview? Um, how am I going to change the world given that worldview? But anyways, again, getting ahead of myself. Hopefully, all these times are getting ahead of myself have wet the appetite a little bit. But anyways. Let's get on with the podcast, with the second part of the podcast. We're going to talk about what is a worldview, and that's what we're going to talk about next. All right. All righty, so again, let's hop right into it, talking about what is a worldview. And our main definition of a worldview, what we're going to go through, again, is from the first chapter of an incredible book, uh, or as we've said earlier, a compilation of lectures by Dr. Glenn Martin called Prevailing Worldviews. Uh, The first chapter addresses what a worldview is, and Dr. Martin categorizes a worldview. He he adds nomenclature, he he systemizes it, I, I would argue, and it's done quite well and it's in a very easy to understand sort of elementary way which will lay an excellent foundation for future podcasts um so let's just talk about first what a worldview is Uh, a worldview is defined rather self-evidently if you just look at the word 
you can pretty much define it. In other words, a worldview is how one views the world. Essentially, through what lens does one interpret reality? Uh, through what, how, what assumptions, what beliefs, what convictions help guide a person? How, how, do, how do they view the things that they encounter in the world, the phenomena they encounter, whether that be uh, simple things such as human relations or... <laughs> That's an oxymoron. I apologize. Simple things such as human relations. Things that are not that, those, that is not that simple. But let me rewind. Anyways, um, things such as um, or just anything. just and, and a lot of the things, and that's the second part of this podcast is called the Worldview All of Life podcast. So what you, what you believe in your worldview, how, the lens in, 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 by which you interpret the world uh, ultimately does apply to the all of life and which Dr. Martin calls uh, the institutional structures and procedures. We'll talk about that later. Again, getting ahead of myself. Kind of have it. <laughs> but let's let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. Let's talk about how Dr. Martin defines a worldview. And again, this is very much going to establish a framework for understanding future episodes, understanding um, certain phenomena, certain uh, streams of thought, things of that nature. Let's start with so. Let's start with the questions. Uh, worldviews start with questions, and and Dr. Martin d- divides it into several different um, questions. Uh, two actually, two primary questions, four subsidiary subsidiary questions, and within those subsidiary questions, there are different categories. This will make more sense as we go along. Let's talk about the first two questions and. Dr. Martin says that everyone, every single person who has tread the face of earth has at one point in their life thought of these questions. Maybe not in this manner, but they have. Um, And many people maybe haven't really gone far with these questions, but every single human being has at least conceived of these questions. These questions, namely being this, there's two of them, what he calls the two primary questions. The first primary question, what is the origin, nature, and destiny of the cosmos? The cosmos being everything. Um, What is the, like, what is the origin, nature, and the destiny of the cosmos? Um, it, It it's everything, the universe, everything in the material world, uh, and even the immaterial world, but we'll, we'll get to that. But mostly what he's talking about here is what is everything that is consumed within the material world, um, that uh, spatial temporal nature, uh, even time itself, um, any sort of things that we can perceive empirically what uh, or the things that we can't perceive, just even at a um, quantum level or an atomic level, everything that makes up the universe. Wh- what is the origin, nature, and destiny of these things? The cosmos, everything, and the cosmos, like the world, the universe, etc. So that's the first question. The second question is, what is the origin, nature, role, and destiny of man? And we can already see Dr. Martin's presuppositions in that he already gives an elevation to mankind. 
And I, I do believe that that is a pretty self-evident fact that that man does have a a sort of higher being, shall we say, than, than the rest of uh, nature. And but and but so so but that is a question that we all ask ourselves. Well, what is the origin, nature, role, and the destiny of man? So and and he calls these questions. Uh, the first one being the cosmological question. The second one being the anthropological question, or the yes, the anthrop anthropological question. So those are the two major questions, and all the other questions are with within these two primary ones. Again, questions that every single human being has asked at one point in their life. Uh, but let's go on. So within these two primary questions are four subsidiary uh, philosophical questions. And, and they all have uh, names or originating in the Greek that are all that actually at least three out of four, I believe, are, are what define certain philosophical disciplines. So these four... Uh, their Greek names being ontology, epistemology, axiology, and teleology. <laughs> That's the only one I have trouble pronouncing. I don't know why. But those these four things, so ontology meaning being, uh, epistemology uh, meaning knowing, axiology meaning value, and teleology meaning end. And again, those are the simplified definitions of them, but we'll get into that later. So these are the four questions within that. So what are these four questions? The first one is Again, the ontological question. And Dr. Martin defines that as, who am I? How do we exist? It is primarily a question of being. Ontology meaning being. Like, what does it mean to exist? What does it mean to be a conscious being? What is consciousness? You see, we're getting into some of this stuff later. We'll address some of this stuff later when we talk about existentialism, uh, namely Heidegger, uh, phenomenology. Uh, they address a lot of these, these questions of being. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get into more of that stuff later. So back to Dr. Martin. Who am I? How do I exist? That is the ontological question. Um, and so Dr. Martin, within that, within this question, he, he divides there to be essentially two camps, two, two um, approaches to the ontological question. The first one is a presupposed supernatural ontology. And the other one is a presupposed non-supernatural ontology, aka a natural ontology. Essentially, um, the presupposed supernatural ontology presupposes that there is a greater reality. There is a transcendent reality. There is a metaphysical being that is greater than just the material realm. That there is something outside of the material realm, while the natural ontology, uh, excuse me, the natural ontology assumes that there is no such being, that everything is within nature itself. Everything is material. That is where we kind of get this idea of naturalism. And that, that's kind of where he divides it. Those are the two camps to the ontological question. Um, Alrighty, so let's move on to the next one. The next one, namely, being the epistemological question. Epistemology, the study of knowledge, the study of knowing, is a very complex and uh, deep philosophical discipline that we'll also try to address. We'll, we'll probably get into some Kant. Uh, we'll get into some, even some of the uh, postmodern thinkers, uh, such as uh, Foucault and Derrida, who definitely have a lot of uh, some very interesting epistemologies. But again, getting ahead of myself, 
back to just this basic definition of epistemology and this basic question, how do we know? And again, Dr. Martin divides uh, in several different ways, uh, approaches, and I like the word approach, that's probably what we'll stick with, to uh, this question, how do we know? He, he names these three as revelation, reason, and intuition. And most of you will know the definition of these things. Revelation being, uh, as Dr. Martin defines it, authoritative outside force. So in most worldviews and most conceptions of life, this would come from God, uh, most uh, theistic conceptions of life, excuse me. This would come, uh, it, this is information, this is knowledge that we receive directly from the transcendent one, from namely God. Reason, as Dr. Martin defines it, is autonomous human thought, aka rationalism. Uh, this thought comes about through logic, through reason, through, through taking logical steps, through, through having logical thought, um, starting with one proposition, um, leading to another proposition, leading to another proposition, um, through what's called syllogisms, logic. And we're going to get into, we're going to get into logic. We're going to talk about the age of enlightenment where, where reason was king, shall we say. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, that's another thing we're going to get into in the future. But so that's reason. And then intuition, which intuition is as defined by Dr. Martin is, uh, he calls it divine knowledge residing ontologically within man. I wouldn't necessarily call it divine. Um, I think you can still have a naturalistic uh, worldview and still believe in intuition. Uh, but again, get into that later. So this is knowledge that we don't come to from from the process of rational thought. This is knowledge that we just have intuitively <laughs> so i would just, the joke is my joke would be that intuitively you know what intuition means but anyway so, so those are the three categories that he divides the epistemological question is in the three approaches to it revelation reason and intuition and you know in certain worldviews like all these things are together there's almost a, a synthesis of these things but again moving on so the next question is the axiological question, axiology, uh, talking about value. And this is where let's, the asking the question, what is of ultimate value? And he divides that into three categories. Again, three different approaches, a theistic one, a theistic axiology, a humanistic axiology, and a materialistic axiology. So quite simply, where one, where a theistic one, where God is the highest, a humanistic, where man is highest, and a materialistic, where matter itself is the highest. And within axiology falls some of the most fun uh, philosophical stuff that we're going to talk about, ethics. What has the most value? What defines how man should act towards other men, how man should act towards god if there is a god you know obviously i believe there's a god coming from my biblical christian but just for the purposes of asking questions if there is a god so that's kind of the 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 axiological question and and a, a quick aside uh, as i kind of talked about earlier the these first three um ontology epistemology and axiology are what constitute the main 
philosophical disciplines, I would say. Almost every question in philosophy kind of falls under these th- three things. And sometimes under the fourth too, but not always. Not, But we're going we're gonna to get... So, again, let's get back on track. The fourth question, uh, the teleological question. This question is, where are we going? Teleology, talking about ends. Like, where are we progressing? If we're progressing at all as the human race, as the universe itself... Um, and he divides that into two basic approaches. The first being the king, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of earth. So Christians or, or theists, uh, to use a broader term of, of, of any sort of religious believer, mainly the mon- of the main monotheistic religions of Christianity, Islam, Judaism, believe that either earth itself will ultimately become a physical kingdom of God or or it will be not on earth. It'll be a heavenly kingdom or in, in my personal worldview that it is a new heavens and a new earth. So it's still a physical kingdom, but it's not on this physical earth. But we'll, 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 we'll get into more of that later again. And then so versus kingdom of earth, which is mainly the naturalistic or conception that, that history, and, and this is... Um, that history is moving, progressing in a certain direction. And a lot of the grand narratives, shall we say, um, total histories, as uh, the postmodern thinker Foucault would call them, uh, explain that uh, they kind of have this, this naturalistic um, teleology where, where that we're progressing that um, – the certain forces are progressing to a certain ends and that this ends is a progressive one. It's going to be utopian. It's where like the highest state of, of man and nature that we're, we're progressing to this ultimate state uh, of man and nature, but it is, but it is completely within the material realm there. There's nothing outside of it that is affecting it. It is completely within it. It is all materialist. Um, I guess I'm using kind of Marxist terms, but it's all materialist, uh, conceptions excuse me that probably didn't make a whole lot of sense but moving on so those are the four subsidiary questions so there's the two primary questions nature of the cosmos what is an excuse me what is the nature of the cosmos what is the nature of man and those things within that like what is the nature destiny being origin all those things of, of the cosmos and of man and then within these the four subsidi- subsidiary questions which we just addressed so essentially he argues that the to have a worldview you have to have at least basic answers to the questions that everyone is going to fall within these categories generally and again this is somewhat simplified and there is some nuance to it but but I'm using it as a framework for future because it is an excellent framework and and he uh classifying it in such a way helps us understand it. It, it almost uh, gives it a sort of scientific uh, legitimacy, I think would be the right way to put it. But but yes. So, and then the next part of a worldview is the all of life part. And, and what, what Dr. Martin calls the institutional structure and procedure of the worldview. And I like all of life better. I think that's that that makes more sense. But 
so he says that there's seven things within this all of life. So these, so the answers to these questions, the two primary, the four subsidiary, are going to affect, are going to help us interpret these seven different parts of life: the civil social, which includes the family government and like things like marriage the ecclesiastical uh so affairs of church um the educational uh obviously and then the legal uh the economic the aesthetic uh the and lastly international politics so the answers that we have to these questions the, the questions that we previously posited are going to affect how we approach all these areas which constitute the all of life. And that's, uh, again, what we're going to get into. Because I want we're going to talk about philosophy, we're going to talk about all these things, but we're going to talk about how they affect today and how these, these um, ways of thinking affect all these practical areas. So it is going to be a little bit, we're going to have a little bit of praxis involved. I would, uh, it would, I would be remiss not to, to just to completely stay in the realm of the theoretical, because I believe that is rather absurd to just leave everything in the realm of the- theoretical. I believe that everything is connected in that, in that sense. But so yes, that is the third part. So I hope I define that well. I hope I went through, it might not made not a whole lot of sense, but hopefully it will be more clear in future episodes. Um, so lastly, and the last thing that I want to talk about real quick in this first chapter is what's what Dr. Martin calls the levels of application of a worldview. And he labels there being certain levels of a worldview, uh, namely abstraction, uh, sociological application, eclectic level of application, and conglomerate level. And this, this, will also, this will kind of help in understanding where we are in relation to a worldview. Uh, na- so basically, abstractions are those individuals like uh, the stra- the level of abstraction is is those individuals who have worked directly who and I'll just quote him who labor to answer the primary questions of god man and the cosmos repackaging what exists in some manner so as to offer an explanation for what exists and how we should live that is the top level these are the ones they have a full conception of all these questions and they're packaging it in a way that make that 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 helps us live packaging not necessarily helps us live but to to apply to the all of life there we go much better now the next level he calls the level of sociological application so these are those people who take the abstractions who take the views offered by the people in the abstractions and apply them socially who apply them to the social realm who to apply them to this institutional procedure to apply them to again the all of life the next level is the eclectic level the eclectic level is what dr martin calls college and university um faculty members they're the ones who who take these prepackaged worldviews and disseminate them to the masses uh, namely college students 
they're the ones who who take the the these um, prepackaged views that initially were in the stage of abstraction and then they were applied to the all of life in the stage of sociological application and they and then the students ingest these and 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 the students themselves start to formulate their own view and that brings us to the last level which is the conglomerate level and dr martin really pulls no punches because he says that most people are at this level this level is where of the level that where you don't have a again quoting dr martin a consciously held consistent worldview that they have thought through and therefore could propound uh, rather, they operate frag, frag, fragment, fragmentally. Excuse me. Rather, they operate f- in, in fragments on the basis of contra- contradictory bits and pieces from sources such as family, cultural, cultural traditions, customs, teachers, politicians, peers at schools, Hollywood, the media, and church, or the, on the basis of a prevailing worldview. Why do so? So essentially, that last stage, the conglomerate worldview is that one that we've kind of talked about earlier, that one where you are influenced by everything around you and you haven't actually thought out the answers to these questions. And you have, again, bits and pieces of a worldview. And and a lot of them are going to be contradictory. Uh, There are Christians that have, like, views... Most of their thought is not influenced by the Bible or by Orthodox Christian theology, but is rather influenced by the spirit of the age, by, by certain... By and unknowingly, by certain either postmodern thinkers or modern thinkers or enlightenment thinkers, like they don't even realize it. Um, I digress. So those are the levels of application, and we'll get into that more later. But and that's just kind of back to the goal of this podcast is we don't want to be at the conglomerate level. We don't want to merely just ingest. Whatever is the prepackaged worldview that is just a resemblance of the spirit of the age. We want to formulate worldviews based on what is true and what is right. And because we don't want to be controlled. We don't want to be controlled by the spirit of the age. And we don't want to be controlled by we want to be controlled by critical thinking and and in the case of the biblical Christian, divine revelation. So again, I hope some of this made sense. This is my first podcast, so I apologize if it was a little bit rough. I'm probably not going to do it edited a lot. I did speak extemporaneously, um, unscripted, as hopefully it will always be. I, I'm not a big fan of writing scripts. <laughs> um, I'm terrible, most likely because I'm absolutely horrendous at actually following a script. I'm probably just as bad as actually just talking, speaking off the cuff, but I guess time will tell. But yeah, so thank you for listening, and I hope you will be back. We're going to have a lot of awesome conversations. We're going to get the mind rolling, and we're just gonna we're just gonna learn, and we're gonna learn together. It's going to be a journey. It's a slightly daunting one. It's going to be a difficult task, but we're going to do it, and um, we're going to discover those things about the world that that it, we want to know. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for listening. This is the Worldview All of Life podcast. Signing out.